Hello, welcome to the Performing Animal Rights podcast series. My name is Ben Hunt. I'm a performing artist and researcher at De Montfort University in the United Kingdom. Now, this episode is kind of a bonus episode. I had the opportunity to talk to my activist colleague and friend, Leigh Venus, on an online radio project hosted by the Newbridge Project, which is an artist-led community-based in Newcastle upon Tyne. And we had 30 minutes to talk about my current project, Box of Shadows, which looks at bearing witness in the animal rights movement. And it's an online performance project. And we talk about trauma in animal rights and performance in animal rights and the two together. And Lee Veen has produced this piece and it's it's a mashup between conversation but also part of the performance piece of Box of Shadows with audio from the piece but also poetry from the piece. So I hope you get something from this. I am on the other side here as the one being interviewed and if you do find value in this please share, subscribe, follow, review, whatever you can do to support this podcast for it to grow and to reach people who would also find value in this series. All that's left to say is on with the episode. A truck turns off a main road, pulls up to the gates of a slaughterhouse and stops. Inside the truck are sheep, packed into three decks. The sheep poke their noses out through thin slats running the length of the truck, tasting the air. Activists in high-vis jackets approach and use cameras on extendable sticks to capture video of the animals. This video will later be shared on social media. The driver gets out and two activists approach him to start a conversation. One of them is Ben Hunt, a performance artist and activist who has been deeply involved in animal advocacy work in the region across the last four years. I've worked with Ben throughout this time and stood alongside him outside the slaughterhouse gates, experiencing firsthand the trauma of direct contact with animals who are about to die. Over the last couple of years, Ben has been involved in practice-based research around how performance is present in animal rights activism with a focus on trauma. I spoke to Ben about his work. Witness. A box of shadows. Jolt and sway towards. Windows of eyes. Noses, mouths, ears, vapour. Peering out to open, green and sky. Familiar instincts bring them closer. Pressing against metal, the box opens, but no wide green, just narrow metal to denser shadows. That was the poem Witness by Ben. So Ben, thanks for that. Can you tell us about the poem? Witness is a poem about a slaughterhouse vigil so as an activist bearing witness to animals entering the slaughterhouse and just imagining the two the two bodies so the activist body and the the animal body and that relationship and the the future of the animal going into that slaughterhouse so it's quite a personal thing and it always helps me put those experiences into poetry just to clarify and get those emotions out in a 
creative so the way. experience that you're talking about is specifically the experience of bearing witness which is bearing witness to animals arriving at a slaughterhouse sometimes hearing the process seeing the trucks leave afterwards with animal bodies inside you know animals who you'd seen alive less than an hour earlier how did the save experience inform your work and can you just tell me a bit about your history with animal activism and the saves in particular yeah the say the save vigils are probably yeah it was my they were my first form of activism it's had a profound effect on on me as an activist the profoundness is really in the experience of witnessing those animals firsthand it's not just an abstract idea where you, we all know those numbers we all know we all can decide whether it's cruel to do what we do to these animals in the food system or the entertainment industry or whatever but this intimate experience you have with them have with the animals just before their death profoundly impacted me yeah and as as we're going to talk about box of shadows and my other work and the poetry is very influenced by bearing witness by being close to the animal so i know beyond the saves themselves and beyond the other types of what people would probably recognize as animal rights activism you know talking to people in the streets turning up outside slaughterhouses, those kinds of things that the public are quite used to. Following that, you did become engaged with performative activism. Yeah, so the, uh, my background is theatre, is performance in a sense of I trained in theatre directing and I trained in drama before I become an activist, before I became vegan. I was very much passionate about the live performative experience. And then that kind of and I started working with theatres and with events, with performative things as a freelance theatre practitioner. And then that started to fall by the wayside when I became a bit disillusioned by theatre and by performance. I didn't really understand what I was doing with it. Am I just to entertain or am I just to have a thought-provoking, a thought, create a thought-provoking play, but then where does that lead to and what things do I want to provoke? I'm not really uber passionate about a lot of things. Uh, I, I'm interested in certain kinds of politics and I'm interested in human rights and I'm interested in all these things, but it wasn't something I lived by the by the bone by until veganism and animal rights came along. And then I got into that and then I became really passionate about animal rights and I, it just started to wear in my head, this love for performance started to creep back in and I kept seeing performance done in animal rights, whether that's overtly or more subtle. I thought this is this is my bag this is completely this is where I can thrive this is where I find purpose so I started to get really interested in that not just from practitioner point of view but from a thinking about it point of view thinking about performance as a t as a tactic to furthering the animal rights cause and that's where I'm at right now so I approached uh, De Montfort University with a proposal saying look I'm really interested in performance and animal rights I don't think anyone's looked at that in specific detail before in the lens I'm looking at it and they were like yeah you're right it's niche and I was like that's great and then I found a new footing as a performance artist through that, through that interest and through that research and through that. A, a meeting of two loves, really. I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have realised that and um, doing something about that. So it sounds like you've really struck lucky here because you found a way to condense all of this work and thinking that you've been doing around animal rights activism, performance in that space, and now you're doing the PhD. Yeah, the PhD is is really interesting and it's got to be interesting for me, otherwise there's a bit of worry there, I suppose. And I always feel awkward explaining my PhD because I'm always very enthusiastic about it, but then <laughs> looking at other people's faces when I'm talking about it, I always feel like I'm sending them into a, a dizzying slumber maybe, but I'll, I'll do it anyway, shamelessly. 
now's your chance. You've got an arts audience listening. So here's here's yeah. your big moment. Yeah. The um it's a practice-based um PhD. I am creating performances while writing about my performances and other performances and comparing them. And I'm trying to highlight the importance of performance in animal rights and how it can be used more effectively. I'm specifically looking at trauma and how that manifests in performance. So for example, the trauma of the non-human animal or the trauma of the activist processing processing the experience, or the trauma of other people in the vicinity, from the slaughterhouse worker, the consumer. Yeah, and I'm working towards, so I'm doing three projects, and one of them is Box of Shadows, which I've just pretty much tied up, and I did a showing a couple of weeks ago. And that poem um, and the poetry you'll hear, Witness, Fairground, and Stan are from that from that uh, performance as well as other things what i'm really excited about is not just this getting a floppy hat at the end and saying i'm dr dr ben hunt and stuff like that what i'm really excited about is taking this forward into the act into the activist groups and really saying look i've got a i've got research here and i've got experience in doing certain kinds of performance i've got this feedback from this this performance we can use this kind of if we think about activism like performance and we can use performance to really our benefit to really engage non-vegans in our cause in a in a really creative way so that's my journey and that's i hope to have something substantial by the end of it it's really exciting stuff and i want to get into box of shadows in particular and talk to you about the recent performance before we do you have another poem that you'd like to share with us called stan stan is a little bullfinch that i called stan who i found on the road he must have been hit by a by a car or a van he was heavily concussed and then i took him home and he was still alive but he was just clearly brain damaged and i made him comfortable in the hope that he would live the next day but i woke up and went down to see he'd passed away and it's really my experience of being so close to this beautiful creature this individual and bearing witness to the, the end of their life and being honored to be part of that and to respect their their life and the confusion from me whether what, what i'm doing is right and i think that happens a lot in rescue what are we doing that's when we're trying to help animals are we especially wild animals and they're injured are we are we benefiting them by taking them in or and if they pass away was it the wrong thing to do so he was beginning my journey from start my little micro sanctuary called briar sanctuary which is just my house full of little animals basically and we take in wild injured animals and we also have adopted quite a few animals in need he kind of started everything off stan and paint a picture of that experience of hope and grief rescue and and trauma to a certain extent as well stan a red plastic bag lifts on the corner on a tight asphalt bend stuck on the floor inches from rolling rubber i roll past and reverse that bag sways and breathes. On foot I see you, a bullfinch, unable to fly or walk. I wave by the cars, scoop you into my left hand while I drive with my right. Hay stuffed into a box, a box laid into a tall cage, a glass ramekin of water, another for seed. You. Stan, into the box of hay. No rest. Sway and twist, lying contorted. I play a video of bullfinches singing. It soothes until the adverts. I help you into more natural positions, which you slip away from. Night comes, with hope that you'll heal. Hop and fly, 
home to family, to before. But your brain is stuck, struck with unstoppable metal, swaying has stopped by morning with your life. I take you to the woods, lay you in the long grass, whispering words of honour. So we're looking at the Box of Shadows webpage now, and Box of Shadows is an online part scrapbook, part live stream performance installation, and it holds a variety of performative media that probes the idea of bearing witness as an animal rights activist. So the live element of the show isn't always present when interacting with the online space, but the scrapbook remains accessible, and there's this evocative audio playing in the background that was captured at a save event. There's eyes that you can click on throughout the web page. Some don't do anything, some lead to video, some to audio, some to the poetry that Ben's produced. It's a really interesting piece of work and the live element is something that you haven't done too often but you did do recently. Yeah, the live element is a live stream. The camera pointed to me in the space of a of a animal agriculture trailer if you look at an animal agricultural trailer you'll see that it's basically a metal box with a slat in the middle for air to get in and for the animals to get some light so i built the facade of of a side of an agricultural trailer and i'm on either side um, so you see bits of me you see my eyes my nose whatever i choose to reveal yeah, it's me in that space. And the, 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 big, the big thing is the human in the non-human space. And how does that make the audience feel? How does that make me feel? Because as activists, we talk about, well, if we were in their shoes, we wouldn't like it. Or there is examples in history when humans have been treated, and today as well, humans are treated like animals. And what does that mean? And we don't want to be treated like animals because they're treated horrendously, the majority of them. That was the main message to explore what it means to be a human in a non-human space as a metal box uh, a prison uh, a defined space and that box is taking them to a defined end to a defined place contrasting to the audience who have space to move around freedom to choose freedom to go well i'm going to go have a cup of tea now or i'm going to watch this for a bit longer or i'm going to go to the shop all these different choices so the main the main element is me the human in the non-human space and some movements i do to reveal, reveal to the slat or uh, to entice some sort of animality to show that you have similarities, especially thinking about the senses, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the breath, touch. So I emphasize my eyes, um, my breathing. Um, I use sound as well. So you have a microphone with me and I emphasize breathing and groans and different elements, the scratching of hair, all these things you would hear on the spectrum, spectrum of animals, human animals and non-human animals. So I'm trying to bring a similarity, a, a liminal space of animality. And that's time, and Box of Shadows, the, the scrapbook, and you can have a look at it, it's boxofshadows.online. You can have a look at it as the scrapbook and you'll see kind of, as Lee, Lee you said, this kind of support, the kind of a context setting performative pieces for the main 
live stream. Yeah, originally it was meant to be a physical, a physical piece. Very early, early, early doors before the pandemic hit. But I've, I've since the pandemic hit, I've cultivated into an online space, which I think I'm, ha- I'm happy with. Um, it took a bit of learning, but um, yeah, uh, it was really interesting that the, the most recent performance. I've done a few times in front of academics and the recent one in front of activists, and got some feedback on about how it can be effective and what it means to be in the, what it means to be human in a non-human space. So there's a lot to write about as well, and a lot to reflect on in the next project i'm doing as well seems like a core of your work here is bringing the humans closer to the non-humans and even the concept of non-humanity and you mentioned there that you've performed this in front of an academic audience in front of an activist audience what are your hopes for box of shadows when performing in front of a an audience who aren't engaged with animal rights issues at all or, or perhaps aren't even engaged with or aware of performance art? Good question. I don't know. What the biggest thing is my concern is that how many of my how many of the audience members will be non-vegan, non-activist, non-academic, non-savvy on performance art audience and who would be willing to engage with it as well, which is interesting. It's interesting without 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 being too down on it. It's whoever's my friend or family who feel obliged to come and see it it would need a very clever marketing a marketing ploy to maybe entice public that I, I i don't know so i do see this very much as a a way to process my thoughts around performance as well so even if it if even if i didn't perform i'd love to i'd love to perform it publicly but again like i said I, it's interesting to think of how it would reach the public really but even if it didn't the whole process of it and the practice of it has really is is enough for me going forward as as part of my practice based research to take from that and to apply it to future projects which are, which are very much more publicly minded and much more attuned to engage with the public thinking about trauma and you described your own experience at the first save that you you went to and your experiences since how much of your practice do you see as you processing your own trauma is there an element of that does that is that is that the bulk of it i think it's it's entirely that at the beginning i didn't think it was at the beginning i i thought it was much more grand more abstract in the sense of tactics and movement theory which is a big part of my processing of activism for sure and it goes forward into my work and my writing and it's important but my actual practice my, my performative piece it, it is it's it's pros it's the it's creatively processing my experience as an activist but also feeding from um the community and how they respond because i'm very aware that my responses to certain things are quite different so like i said at the beginning that i'm quite numb when the traders go into the sort of house. But then at the activist showing a box of shadows and we had the focus group and through previous conversations with activists, we all have different different experiences from that. And that's interesting enough to apply to my performative practice. But it it is, it does stem from my from my journey as an activist. And I think it kind of has to in a way where I'm at, at the moment. It, it has to, it has to reach that. I mean the next the next um performance is a is a live stream of a of a of a performed hunt. And I, that comes from my experience of of hunt monitoring and um hunt saboteuring. 
last year and then the one after that is theater education a lot of my past experience and passion another passion is education i used to be a secondary school teacher and i'm really passionate about that and i really see that as an opportunity so it, yeah it all comes from me and it all comes from my my own emotions and i would say trauma um it's always interesting labeling things as trauma from my point of view because I get asked about this all the time about what is trauma and who who feels trauma and what what could it be and it's a myriad of emotions for me again like I say before there's anger there there's there's um there's frustration there's grief and I feel like these are symptoms of a of a traumatic experience I'm having as an as an activist the best way I could describe it is sitting down trying to enjoy something and then you see an advert for something and or whatever you're just reminded of the immense suffering that you've been witness to either through documentaries or through vigils or whatever i've only started to realize that that's coming from me and which is a massive relief for me i feel like i'm opening myself up to much more creative possibilities now now i'm seeing myself as an activist performer instead of a performer thinking about activist or activism it's interesting how your thought process has been molded by the research and the, the practice that you're doing and how your internal reflections on what you what you are. You know, are you an artist? Are you an activist? Are you some new combination of both? And I know you've got an interest specifically in the ideas of performance and trauma being somewhat inherent in activism. What do you think of that? Where where in activism do we find performance by non-performers? Where do we find trauma within spaces where people may not be thinking they're experiencing trauma? Where 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 are performance and trauma in animal rights activism? Yeah, the way, the way I see it is is it's very much the performance is isn't being addressed as clearly as I'd like it to be as I'm writing about. So, for example, the slaughterhouse vigil. You can look at that as a sort of performance because we enter a space as activists. We are players entering a space, changing this the stage. It's an empty space. There's a grass space. The one the one we go to, it's a, it's a grassy bit. It just looks like a normal blank canvas. And we come in and we we build a set. We have signs. We have a table. We create an atmosphere. We create a, a different mood. We create um we create something. We we create a, a moment, and it changes everything. It changes the trucks coming in means something different that day. That truck is full of individuals. To anyone coming by, the activists are like a, a big lens to say, look. So we are players. We are we are pointing the lens. We're creating this kind of drama and it's not i think sometimes me saying that activism performance is to say well it's not it's not real then that's not what i mean it's very real it's a very real experience but it can still be performative with being different people i've never been that person before until i was outside of sort of house where i'm the man who, who puts the sign up at the beginning, helps put sign up at the beginning i'm the man who tries to talk to the we take in turns to try and talk to the lorry driver or stand in front of the lorry or um get footage of the animals going in by me putting the performative lens on these these things we can we can go look there's trauma here there's an opportunity to engage with the emotions that we feel and and i i believe that if we we did look at things like a, a performative lens we could really go well what makes things engaging what makes things what is our audience what do we want our audience to feel and experience and what do they want to go away with instead of just saying i just want to talk to them about veganism or i just want to show my love for the animals and on the trauma question i i, I I think activism is a kind of a expression of trauma. So we're saying, I, I feel all this and I need to express that. And again, you need to perform that in a, in, a, in a way of activism. I feel so bad that I need to tell other people how bad it is. I need to go to the street and talk to people about it. So 
So I'm going to go out and perform because I feel that trauma or I need to connect with the non-human animal at the sort of house because I feel so bad. I am experiencing this. And that sounds selfish, but again, I don't think it's selfishness. I think it's a human or animal need to connect to something on a much more deeper level than just processing it in our own corner of our room somewhere. And this is pretty hot stuff that you're dealing with in terms of the use of trauma itself within within your work. So there's the identification of trauma that you, you spoke about there within the activist or within the experience of the animal. And then there's the performance, the deliberate performance work and whether you should involve trauma within that. And I know one of the things that we've discussed in the past is the idea of should you deliberately seek out to traumatize your audience? Is that something you should do? Is that something you should seek to do? Yeah, it is interesting. There's an interesting, there's a whole debate on consent and content warning and trigger warning. And absolutely there is a, there's room for that and the space for that. I suppose the interesting area is the, the feeling of trauma is the exposure to the animal suffering, I suppose. And again, it depends on how we frame that, um, whether that's with graphic footage, which can be quite contentious sometimes, or whether that's through describing something in quite a horrific way. There's definitely this engagement where if the audience aren't agreeing to engage with this material, are we unwillingly exposing them to a trauma? And I suppose it, it comes down to measuring trauma and what's important and what's what's impactful. I mean, as an animal activist, I would I would argue that the trauma that the non-human animal is suffering is constant and overwhelming. And the experience that I have in realizing that is upsetting. And I would say it's a form of trauma, but I am in no way, no way comparing myself to the experience of the non-human animal. So there's some, there's some brutal, some brutal confrontations there, I suppose. And I think performance and art and creativity has a vital role in exploring this this way of how to engage people without turning them away it's interesting to think about also disgust and an objection and how if we see something and we're disgusted by it that can be a positive thing because it turns us towards something else so if we see an animal being slaughtered and we're disgusted by that it confronts us with the the idea that we are disgusted by that that friction and that processing happens and it, a, a really th- a big thing i'm interested in is trauma being a catalyst for change so if we feel something, we've got to go, we've got to go through the layers like Gandalf when he dies in Lord of the Rings, he falls through the fire and the water, and then he comes out the white wizard. So he's gray, and then he goes through this whole experience of going down to come back up again as something more powerful. And don't want to big ourselves up, Lee, but that's I feel like we are the white wizards of not just Middle Earth, real earth. Um so that's that's interesting. I think they call it catabasis or something similar where you it's a it's a really big storyline thing where the hero drops to despair, comes back different and stronger. And I'm applying that also to us as vessels of change. So I'm non-vegan and I read about something awful and that takes me down to despair. And then I say, well, what can I do about it? I change to become a vegan. And then I'm still despair because no one's doing anything. So I go, well, I'll be a, become an animal rights activist. And then the hope is the process happens to other people as well. And you, you don't just hear that in veganism. You hear that in, in people who have suffered trauma, whether that's abuse or something similar. They've gone to a really dark place and through their own will or through therapy, they've come out stronger and more, uh, more themselves, more purposeful. 
thinking about that idea of activists being in a pseudo, if not entirely performative space when they do activism, do you think that there's something in this in terms of activists using art or performance to address their own trauma, to find whatever it is that speaks to them, whether it be the kind of performative work you do, whether it's writing, uh, music creation, whatever it may be. Do you think there's something in here that needs to be brought to the movement in terms of perhaps helping activists to process their own trauma through through art? Absolutely. I think there's definitely a need for that. There's a need to express express trauma or the emotions that these the activists go through. I do think it needs to be emphasised more. I, on a selfish level, I do think performance needs to be not just an add-on, but a thing that should be interwoven into actions, as well as music, as well as poetry, as well as thinking of things as a thinking of actions. So when I talk about actions, I mean like direct action, whether that's shutting down a slaughterhouse or standing somewhere and outside of McDonald's. I think gone are the days where we can stand outside a McDonald's with the signs and say how awful this is. I don't think that's serve. I mean, it's great that people do that, but I don't, I think there's extra elements we can say if we look at it before we even do it as a performance we could cover so much more ground i think if we look at things through a creative lens we can really engage audiences on another level reach people through captivating narratives there's something in here isn't there about that connection of the human to the non-human through art and it's interesting to see where your work goes beyond this what are your hopes for life post phd well, I've got loads of hopes. The hope is to keep researching. I'm really interested in performing utopia in animal rights. So looking at how we can perform a better world um, through activism. I love to write a book about performing arts animal rights. I feel like I've got a lot of material now, and but I'd also like to be much more creative in the activist sphere. I think that's my biggest desire i always feel like i'm holding myself back with getting out there and just being more creative and being more performative and and trying to embed it more in even into local activism so yeah a mixture of things or just run away and live in the woods again that's another object uh desire just because of the impending climate crisis <laughs> live with the squirrels yeah, an increasingly viable option for running away i might <laughs> yeah. be with you on that one all right. Well, it's been a brilliant conversation. We could go for hours on this, I'm sure. But we do want to end with another one of your works. Yeah, Fairground is an experience, uh, a reaction to an experience I had at a slaughterhouse vigil at Manchester Pig Save. So it's a pig slaughterhouse that just do pigs and they gas them. And it's a very unique experience because you can stand right next to the wall that divides you between the gas chamber and the outside. So you can listen to the very real screams of the pigs going into, into the gas chamber. And the gas chamber, of what I understand, is like a carousel. I mean, you can see footage of it. They go into like little cages and they're lowered into gas and then come back out very nearly dead so this idea of carousel and this kind of horrific spin on on a fairground where they're going to something to their death um, and it just explains their very real life of limited movement limited access to natural desires and limited access to their mother when they do move they move straight into a gas chamber to their death so yeah, this is a lovely note to end on but it very much reflects the tone of what i'm doing and the importance of of what i'm trying to get across in my work Ben's work can be seen at performinganimalrights.tumblr.com. His podcast, Performing Animal Rights, is on Spotify and at performinganimalrights.org. And for those of you in the Northeast looking for a sanctuary, Bright Eyes Sanctuary can be found on Instagram. Fairground. Fall into the darkness. 
metal bars surround, crammed together. Heat rises, noise everywhere, shouts and squeals, mums out of reach, darkness stares. Floor hardens, it doesn't give. Time stops, then a sudden rush, speeding up ramps to flashes of light. Roars and air blasts face, no rest, stop. Down the ramp quick, stop. Crammed into a moving cage, creaking and hissing. Screams, nearer to darkness, to screams. Insides burn, no air, become screams, deeper darkness.